Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lund from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Well, hell, if you're hearing us right now, you know exactly what it is. It's the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Bucketorium. Beautiful Sherrard, Illinois is... Uh, the city that we're currently in. I love this town to death. My Do name is though? Steve. Yeah. Kurt's here. Eric. Doug. Ugh, gives him. The hey, Doug. <clears throat> the stash is, uh, the stash is. You really uh, know yourself a household name on this podcast, yeah. Doug. It's nice. Thank you for it's being nice. here. It's I don't know what, what rhymes with stash, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's, uh, glad to be, uh, glad to be here today. It's, uh, Deer season's over. I mean, you know, sorry. No, you're good. Kurt's uh, Kurt's uh, trying to trim up here. Got an elk hunt. Yeah, how fitting. Because uh, oh, what we're going to talk about that? this podcast. Yeah, he's uh, done drinking beer. Ooh. Not done. And he's done. Not done. Just taking a break. That's a, strong taking word. A break. No, that's a strong word. Cutting back. Yeah. Done. I, I just can't drink 35 bush lights every podcast we do. I mean, Kurt's mm. done. So it I switched is. to rum because it's healthier yeah, exactly. for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, speed of elk hunt, we'll get into this. But first off, we got to get through some business. Let's no, do the veteran shout out first. You got that ready? Yeah, the vet shout out is going to be my good buddy, Brad Han. He always gives me shit for never giving him a vet shout out or anything. And I don't even think he listens to this podcast. So I'm like, how would he even know? <laughs> 
But Brad Hand, uh, when I get married, actually, if I ever do, I don't know. I'm a, I'm kind of a pretty boy. Uh, he will be the bartender at my wedding. Uh, the dude is bartender Brad, as everybody knows him. He is awesome. So, Brad Hand, thank you for your service to this country. Thanks, dude. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you for uh, continuing to pour drinks up high. You've met Brad. Every time I do stand up, he's the bartender. Ah, Brad. Yeah, oh, yeah, Brad. Because we went yeah. out with Brad. You, yeah. <laughs> you remember we went out to that? Uh, yeah, okay. I remember Brad. Hoss. Okay. Brad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad. So Oops. there it is. Thank you for your service, Brad. Thank you. Didn't know you were so cool. He is. He is a cool guy. Cool let's, cat. let's get some other business. Speaking of cool. All right. Business needs to be talked about. We right need now. to talk about the elite ritual. Dude. I ran mm-hmm. and raved about the synergy that I had. Uh-huh. I shot this ritual, had flashbacks, with, and it was better performance. That's a fact. We Facts are facts, man. You know, everybody's like, yeah, oh, you guys are Science. working with Lee. You would say that anyway. It's like, no, dude. If uh, Even if we weren't. That ritual is throwing liver shots in every other bow at ATA this year. Yeah, this Guaranteed bow it. is smoking it. I, you know, the, you look at how it's Whoa. built, and you're kind of like, okay, well, it I can't really see a whole lot of change. I know Darren talked about this, but you draw that thing back and you shoot it, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, they, they did something right. So nice, so nice. It's a, it's a very nice. It's good. It is, it is a really nice bow, guys. It. All I can say is, don't let us just tell you how good it is. Actually, go and shoot it, right. especially if you this year if you're in the market for a new bow. The best thing you want to do is shoot all the bows that you don't just buy a bow and hope it's going to be good. Go shoot it. Let the bow speak for itself. Yeah, you know, like Steve said, well, they're sponsored by Elite. They're of course they're going to tell me it's good. Yeah, that's fine. Go shoot it and then tell me that it's not good. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, shoot it and tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Do it. You double dog dare him. I I triple dirty doggy style dare you to go shoot that bow. So you listen to this, you got to go shoot it. Yeah. Check out Elite Archery, EliteArchery.com. Also, Scent Crusher. You know you stink. Get Scent Crusher. They got ozone to basically in every application you would ever need it. From the room clean, which I used today after Steve pooped in my bathroom. The uh, Ozone Go, which we used. It was only half a poop, sorry. On our way to and from ATA, the Ozone Go, the bag, the closet. I mean. you can, But you could use it for multiple uses, not just hunting. Doug Stinky Hockey Gear. Yeah, that uh, stinks pretty bad, and now it doesn't anymore. So we're good there. Um, it works. Hell of a sell. Hell of a sell. You know, check out SinCrusher.com. Awesome people there. Good products. Um, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Mm. Delicious. Mm. 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 Dude, got. I got the uh, I got the Italian sausage so I could like uh, you know cook up spaghetti or whatever. And the new thing that uh, ooh, I don't, I didn't get any of that. Dude, it is. Hmm? Pardon my uh, huh? hmm? pardon my French what? as I talk about Italian spaghetti, but it is fucking delicious. What we do now, but what be, isn't delicious from there though? Well, let's here, be real. But look at this. This is uh, going to be one of Steve's recipes because uh, me and Amy have been trying to eat a little bit healthier. So instead of noodles, when we make spaghetti, we usually spaghetti do like spaghetti squash. squash. Spaghetti squash. Fuck yes. Spaghetti squash. Some premium Newman's own because uh, I love Paul Newman. Spaghetti sauce, and then that Italian sausage or Italian venison sausage, dude. It is, it is the bee's pajamas. I'm telling you, it is that good. The bee's pajamas. I will make. I will make a little. Uh, well, a I don't, cooking the only video, way but. we can, uh, you know, find out if this is a good recipe or not if you bring us some in. Bet. Bring. Do it. 
Bring a whole dish in for us, would you? All right, one of these days. We you will. won't. Listen, we're also, this podcast is fueled by Mana Coolers. And what I mean by that, Mana Coolers is keeping our beverages cold. Uh, it, it's keeping our beverages cold. cold. Yours, it's keeping your club soda cold. Put this bottle of liquor in the Mana Cooler <laughs> for me I here. I can do that for you. What Thank is you. Kurt drinking? What are you on, Bacardi Superior? Bacardi Superior. Oh, God, you are white trash. white rum, son. <laughs> Good grief. You need to... Drink vodka. Listen, man. I was going to drink vodka, but I'm not a vodka guy, so I went to rum because I'm a rum guy. I like rum. Rum's better to me. Rumpelstiltskin? I like I like Captain. I like my spice rum, mm-hmm. but I figured, you know, they might have some sugar in it. It's off, awfully tasty, but that white rum's good. Try, you, try to wash my figure. You can throw that, you could throw that, that white fish? rum in your bush light and you would know a difference. <laughs> but anyway, Mana Coolers, man. I know it sounds corny. Everyone's got a cooler sponsor, and uh, we're here to tell you it's affordable coolers, and it's the nice coolers with the big seal in it and it's got the pressure relief valve so you can open the lid they're the shit they have held up great yeah for us um we have our own studio cooler here so we keep everything in there um also brought to you by rattler grips big handsome rob schneider uh, we all have custom grips for our elites um awesome stuff there do we cover hha we did not hha always Sponsored by HHA. Yep. We, we did get to catch up with uh, Scott Bakken briefly. Man, that dude was so busy. Beautiful man. He is. The new Beautiful site. Man. The Tetra. Yep. The new site, the Tetra. The yeah. yeah. HHA booth was a very popular booth. Um, Every time we walked by, they were busy, busy. Yeah, they really were. And it's cool to see that because they're such a humble company and, and not really a huge company. And it's funny that like people don't even know about them, but I know like a lot of our listeners are getting their single pin sites and trying them out. So we, we appreciate everyone doing that. And uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in. And the best way to help us is if you're going to – I love getting messages like, hey, we bought some Scent Crusher bags or I bought an HHA or mm-hmm. – And they know. love them. Yeah. And, and the it is cool to tell us that too, but it also helps to, like, to tell those companies. I heard about you guys from the working class bow hunter, and, you know, that's how I found out yep. and that's yeah. how I was convinced by it. That helps us more than anything. But even then, don't hesitate to message us with anything. If you just want to show us a picture of the deer you killed – last season is awesome but uh yeah anything at all absolutely yeah and they are listening too like you know you when you do go by by that uh ritual because you're like man i've been a hoyt guy my whole life this is bullshit I ain't gonna... and then you shoot that bow and they're like oh well i'm an elite owner now send that shit to elite because yeah, they love hearing that man it's just uh it, it i mean it makes us feel good too that everybody reaches out to us and please don't feel bad uh, reaching out to us, we're all over social media. Working class bow hunter on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, since we're rambling, we have our store. I we think do have our store. Camel yeah. hats need to go back up for another pre-order. <laughs> we yeah, can do that. that. We can do that. People love those. And then, uh, as always, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Five star, preferably. That helps us a lot. Um, and it's sad to say, from the outside, all people look at is how many ratings and what your rating is on iTunes or wherever. Which you know, without actually listening to the show. So if, if you like the show and you haven't given us a rating somewhere, please do. Um, this is all free content. We all put all our hard-earned uh, money and uh, time into this. So uh, that would just be... I will say, the killing cap works. I already got my first deer with it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that is true. Easy peasy. Came Easy. right. He's like, solid cap. is like trying to get a better look. I was like, Smoke Did he just smoke it? Oh, I sent it. All right, let's get into our guest. We got Jeremy. That uh, he's actually a longtime listener. We'll get into this. Longtime listener, for time very, caller. very good episode here. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, we have uh, we've got to be good friends, and uh, we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do 
we got a hunt plan. We'll talk about that. We're going to do a podcast on the mountain, whatever. But I'm like, dude, fuck it. Let's just record one. You know, let's do one now. And why if not? If you want to hunt out west, get your uh, notepad and paper out. Yes. Yeah, you're going to need it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We love Why did it. I say that like that? You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Let's get to it. All right. So on the phone with us, we have, and I've always called him by the wrong name, but uh, hey, who knew? Who knew? Jeremy Meyer from Buckstorm. Uh, and for some reason, we let a Steelers fan on, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeremy, I don't know how you did it, but welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm going to forget that you said that about the Steelers. <laughs> I wish I could forget everything about the Steelers. <laughs> I, I feel that same way right now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But uh, dude, we're uh, we're super happy to have you have you on the podcast. We've got some really cool uh, cool stuff we're going to talk about. Um, First, dude, I you, think we should cut yeah, in the man. Like how how did you find us and then how we kind of got to know each other because it's sort of a cool story and it's we've never asked anyone that before i don't think no i don't think so either but and then we're also sort of in the middle of the story at the same time because we have some shit planned coming up that's going to be cool and we'll cut into that too but talk a little bit about that maybe i'll just have Um, you take it away first and then we can chime in where necessary take me away okay well i i listened to podcasts for a while and um being a South Dakota boy, I wanted to hear a podcast with Nick Munt. So I searched Nick Munt and uh, came up. I don't know what episode was that for you guys. Sir, uh, episode 19, 20. Okay. I feel like it. I thought it was earlier than that, but. Um, might have been. It might have been. That, I searched Nick Munt and came across that, and I've listened to everything you guys have had out so far. Which is yeah. crazy. So we appreciate yeah. that, man. They definitely. stuck around that long. Good Lord. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Three years almost. Yeah, that, uh, definitely enjoy your podcast more than more than most because it's a lot more a lot more laid back. Is it funny because we get drunk, or is it? I'm I'm curious why people actually listen. I, I, it still blows my mind. <laughs> um, I think because you guys mix it up, it's not always just this is how you should hunt. You need to do it this way, or you know, it, it, it's being mixed up and when you guys do the podcast where it's just you guys those are pretty entertaining and yes Steve when you get drunk that is also very entertaining <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes so and, and then, then sore subject to bring up <laughs> no 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 there was just one <laughs> one bad episode <laughs> hey I enjoyed that episode did you now I, I sure did well the, the thing is so yeah so you listen and then we kind of just through regular contact me and you kind of became buddies just right. through texting back and forth and um, I'm not even sure how that started. I don't remember. I don't really either. I just, I don't know how it all snowballed. It's kind of crazy. It's just like. Yeah, right. Kurt talks about it all the time. <laughs> Every day. He's like, dude, dude man. I have a shrine. Me, yeah, he's like, so, it, yeah, he took a picture of the, the conversation you were having. And it was like, hey, um, I, I think he said something Milestone. like, you were like, dude, I love the podcast. Steve is my favorite. And then, like, you could just see, like, Kurt's desperation to try and get a friend out of it. And now here you guys are, man. It's nuts. Right. That must have been. And I think he was probably <laughs> mad because I wanted to be friends with Steve. And- yep. That's how it exactly happens. Exactly. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's framed right next to him. I'll send you a picture of the conversation. You got me, man. You did get <laughs> it. Totally did. Together. But, yeah, I mean, you're out west. I know nothing about hunting out west, and me and you just kind of talking and sharing trail cam pictures and bullshitting over throughout the season. Me and you, had be, you know, became friends, and we have a hunt right. planned, which we'll we'll talk about that. But 
let's talk about you, man, and, and Buckstorm. Let's kind of tell everyone what that is and what you guys do. Yeah, I'm curious, too. I have no idea what it is. Well, it, it all started, you know, when, you, when you're younger and you're in high school and you think, well, I'm going to... I'm going to film film hunts and I'm going to be famous on Beyond TV and all that nonsense. Well, um, we shortly found out that's not feasible for most people. Um, so it kind of just turned into, we did long, long time ago, we did one DVD and it all just kind of really wasn't fun. So um, I just decided to start throwing all our videos up on YouTube. Um, we started out with... Um, I shot a, a mule deer at three yards. That was, I think, sec, our second or third video on the YouTube. And, you know, now now we just kind of do it for fun. We're going to film our film our hunts anyways, and I am just uh, enjoy sharing it with people, throwing it up on YouTube. And if you watch it, you watch it. If you don't, you don't. I'm, we're still going to be doing it. We really enjoy it. So, Yeah, man, yeah. your videos are awesome. They are fun to watch. I watched that hunt when you shot that mule deer, and, the way you cut the episodes and edit it, it's super simple and easy to watch, and there's not 20 minutes of fucking B-roll, which is very refreshing. Right. And you're, you're to the point, and it's it's cool because, I mean, this sounds super cliche because everyone's like, we're just being real relatable, but this is relatable because right. it's a simplified way of showing the hunt in a way that's still entertaining. And you, and for someone from the, the Midwest that always dreams about hunting mule deer or elk, I can watch your videos and kind of put myself in that situation because you're on public ground for almost exclusively, right? Or right, probably uh, you know ninety percent of it's all all public. We do do some private, but um, probably ninety percent's all on public. And then there's a lot of it around here, so it's uh, pretty easy to do here in South Dakota. Yeah, well, if you're gonna hunt like elk on private land, dude, you gotta be fucking wealthy. You know, what I mean? that, like I, I don't know who's got like forty acres going, you know, elk hunting. Right, that's but, true. Yeah, and where the where the elk are here in South Dakota, there's it. The Black Hills is I don't know what percent public land, but I mean, it all the elk hunting that's done here is probably primarily on public land. I mean, how many? If you had to break it down, I, this might be a really tough question. Maybe not even there's not an answer for it. But do they have this to where they can break down like? The number of bull elk killed in South Dakota, this percent was killed on public land? Um, or I private land, they, I mean, sorry. I, I don't know that they do that, but there's there's two seasons. Well, there's there's archery and, and uh, rifle, but then they also have a, a one they call the prairie, and that is only a few tags, and those are all on private land. Um, anything else is about guaranteed to be on public land because it's the unit is basically the black hills national forest and there's small little tracts of private land throughout it and i'm sure some people hunt hunt elk on the private land there but it's not definitely not something you need to do yeah so before we go too far into this episode uh maybe tell people what your youtube channel is and where they can find you on like facebook and instagram because uh, and I'll add those links in the, in the description, but I don't want that to get lost. Like okay. after this episode, okay. I want people to be able to go and find it. Okay. Um, if you just go into YouTube and type in Buckstorm, um, you'll see our logo, and it's pretty simple to find there. And um, same with Facebook, just type in Buckstorm, and uh, Instagram is Buckstorm SD, and uh, pretty sure that sums it up for what we got on social media. 
Definitely. Yeah, your channel is definitely worth subscribing to, especially most of our listeners are Midwestern uh, guys and gals. And I think it'll give us from the Midwest a more sense of things are doable out there. You just got to know what right. to do and how to go about it. And that's something you've been telling me, man, for I mean, months now, like, you know, you just got to get out here and, and hustle. And that's what everyone wants. You know, they don't they don't know how to go about it or how to do it. So they're just scared. So they don't do it. Right. That's definitely a scary thing to jump into. For sure. And one thing I want to go transition into now before we get into hunting the West, um, your buddy Travis just shot a really big kitty. Yep. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's got a wild story to it. Um, Travis is the one I do uh, the buck storm with. There's a few other guys that will uh, they'll they'll film for us and they're good friends of ours. They'll help out with it. And but uh yeah, he drew a permit. We have a, a state park here, um, Custer State Park. It's actually a fence state park. So when you when you first hear it, you're thinking, "Oh, this is a this is a high fenced hunt. This is nothing I want to hear about or see." You know, because you know how we all feel about high fenced hunting, right? But it's uh, it it's got to be like a six foot fence. It's primarily to keep the buffalo in. Um, I've seen elk jump it, so you know, for a cat, that's. You know, nothing, nothing. for a cat yeah. <laughs> Right. But here in December, we had the, the third third largest fire. A fire in December is kind of shocking, but it actually ended up being the third largest because it was so windy. Well, that burned, just by looking at an overall map, probably 75% of the park. Ooh, damn, dude. So it was kind of, we were kind of wondering if it was going to be, you know, what, what are the cats going to do? Are they going to leave? are they you know so starting to think well this is a kind of a crappy time to draw that that permit because they don't really give out a whole lot um i don't know if i said it but it gives you gives you permission to use hounds because for our regular mountain lion season here in the black hills you can't use dogs you basically got to track them in the snow which is very very hard i was gonna say (laughs) it would seem almost impossible to do it without a dog it, it it's possible there's people that do it but those people that do it i think have a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot more energy than i do i mean it's tough but anyway he uh he went down there i think on the third day um i don't want to get into it too much because we got a video coming out i'm actually working on it right now um but it's got a really cool story it has to do with that fire and that cat so yeah um, was the cat's name steve french <laughs> I have no idea what that means. No, sorry, no, <laughs> no, one, no one else does either. Hey, hey, you get it, though, right? He's the first person to go, I have no idea what that means. Everyone else just giggles and doesn't say, like, he, he was just like, I don't know what it means. And I don't even, I don't know what that means either. I have no, no idea. Yeah, you do. Trailer yeah, you park, do. Trailer park. Yeah, yeah Doug got it. Oh. be on my side, so. <laughs> Doug picked it up. Dude, they found this uh, cat, this, uh, it's a it's a big freaking kitty. Bubbles named it Steve French at Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh, from the show. Okay. Yeah, from the show. That's a stretch, Steve. You couldn't really expect too many people to know that one. Okay, Doug picked it up right away. And <laughs> I, he said, "Nah, I don't, I don't no, want that, to." That that's got a wild story that you you wouldn't imagine what happened, and uh, it's definitely going to be worth seeing. And when like you said, the I'm not I'm not the greatest at editing. You know, I I'm kind of I I'm self taught when it comes to editing, so they're not perfect, but. Um, I'm not really looking for him to be perfect. I'm not trying to trying to become some famous 
YouTube star or whatever it is. I just enjoy sharing our hunts. So yeah, well, hell, this ain't this ain't the place to try to be a star here. This ain't, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't working class bowhunter podcast. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll fit right in. When uh, like when when do you think that uh, that'll be up? I mean, is there is it a month, a week, tomorrow, um, tonight? If you had to guess, I mean, don't stretch yourself. It won't be tonight, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say well. Here's another thing. Both me and Travis were both we're best friends, and we both found out we're having twins um, within a couple months of each other. So things oh, are going to kind of get hairy here for a while. That is um, so crazy. Well, that's insane. So within the month, so by February this will be out. By the time this yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say next week. But you know, um, we're we're about to pop here maybe this weekend. So that could change. Holy oh, God! Right. Well, hey, congratulations by the way. Thank you. I got I got one daughter now, and the, uh, my girlfriend has one, so we're going to be a full house. Damn! Oh, well, there goes there goes Kurt's elk hunt. <laughs> no, no, that's still on. I don't cancel hunts like that. For <laughs> you still got to live your life. That's Hear right, me, the kids got cholera. Shut up, Kurt's going to be here any minute. <laughs> Take all four of the kids upstairs. <laughs> we live in a range. Don't, don't call me. <laughs> Oh so, man, that's that's a hustle, dude. Having that many kids and still going after it. I wanted it. to make the point before uh, Steve went off the rails a bit. How you said, you know, I, I, I'm self-taught and I'm not trying to be like some big famous hunter. I'm just putting hunts out there because it's fun and like people can watch it. That is why your your YouTube channel is so enjoyable. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you don't get the sense that you're like, check me out. I'm Jeremy from Buckstorm. I'm the best. Like you, you don't have that vibe at all. Like it's a uh, right. it's a very genuine feel which is a pretty rare thing and a kind of a hard thing to like anytime a camera's on me i'm like fuck i gotta act a little different and it's hard to be like no you don't just act normal right. like it, it is it's so hard to talk to a camera i'm still not good at it oh hell no it's not steve's steve though <laughs> yeah steve <laughs> You got that comedy thing going, so you're pretty good with that kind of well, thing. No, you know what? You know where it comes from. If you want to, if you want to know my secret, why I'm so good at everything I do in my own mind, I ain't good at shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, I've, I've, I've had to put on a front since like third grade when I got fat. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I got fat in third grade, so I've had to develop a personality just so this one chick would like me, and it never worked out. But I had to gain that personality. So you always got to put on a front. Like if you saw me in private, like how the government watches me through my webcam, totally different person, dude. I'm well put together. I'm, I'm well spoken. Lie. I uh, I groom myself well, but beating you know. his dick like he owes him money. What's Eric called? Punching your clown. right out of Eric's book right there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. punch your punching your clown. Okay, anyway, back on track. So you are in our eyes. You might not think so because you're humble. And to most of our Midwestern uh, listening group, you are an expert on Western hunting. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's pushing it. <laughs> it's like the guy who kissed a girl first. It's like, dude, you're a player, man. It's like, no, we're all in fifth grade. No big deal. So, me but. and you is is there more we should talk about Buckstorm? Have we not covered something? I want to get all that covered that we can. Um, man. No, I think it's very like I said, it's so simple. There's not much to talk about. Just go on and check out the videos and. If you like it, subscribe. It, it, no, we don't we don't pimp it out much or anything. So I'm just kind of putting videos up and slowly getting subscribers. And yeah, I I just kind of enjoy every time someone watches it. I like that's kind of what I am looking for in views is just knowing that someone watched it. And 
Going with the flow. You heard it here first. Buckstorm, we don't pimp it out, even though you paid us <laughs> a grand to be on this podcast. Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to. So, yeah, that's what that's what's appealing about it. And I think people will respect that, man, and get it. And if you can put out still a cool video and you're not throwing shit in people's faces, mm-hmm. and, and then that's It's cool. enjoyable. So, right. um, me and you have been chatting, like we said earlier, back and forth about hunting the West. I've been bouncing a thousand questions off of you about where to apply, when to apply, what points to build, and what's probably state. sick of your ass, ain't he? I thought he would be, but... Oh, I... Dude, you, you put together a list of states and deadlines and everything, and basically all the information I can need, and then I still hit you back with questions, because I'm like... <laughs> right. I don't need, right. I'm like, fuck, this shit is confusing, Yeah, either man. Jeremy's list wasn't good enough, or it's just that big of a deal. Um, it's confusing. All the, all the states. So... I'm just going to let you take it away right now and kind of, and we're going to bounce questions off you is like, so for the guy from, or guy or gal from Illinois. Iowa or Illinois you know. or out east, which is even you know, even further and harder to get out west um, just because of money and, and time and all that, you know, where, basically just take it away. What states are good? What would you do what for what? Or however you want to tackle it, man. It's all, The floor is yours. Okay. Well, uh if you don't mind we can start we can start simple with the state i live in and kind of break out from there let's do it um because i think first off i think south dakota is super underrated a lot of people don't even consider it a a western state you know when you talk about all the the western hunting primarily because you're not gonna um non-residents can't hunt elk here but you can hunt you can hunt antelope and mule deer which is you know a lot of people from you know you're you're out east you, you can't hunt that there so it's a, it's a it's a western hunt in south dakota has got to be one of the easiest ones to do for archery because you can they, they, they aren't over the counter tags there um you do have to apply for them but you're guaranteed to tag and as far as pricing goes they're they're probably the cheapest i've found for a non-resident i think you're looking at 170 175 dollars per tag and you're not and you're not traveling so far and we got there's lots of public ground people people go all over you know they go you can go to wyoming go to montana and everyone counts those as the big time antelope antelope states but you're driving right past all kinds of good antelope country so i mean if i was gonna if i was from from out east and i was gonna jump into going going out west i would certainly start with south dakota you're gonna spend less money on gas you're gonna spend less money on tags and you're going to get the same experience and that goes that same goes with mule deer we got both of them so the good old antilope yeah, that jeremy from talking to you and you sent me trail cam pictures i'm like you got big muleys you got big white tails like surprisingly big white tails my mind right. was pretty blown i won't get into details um, and give away all your secrets. Oh no, you should because you gave away all his secrets to us in the car ride home. <laughs> I did. That's I did show okay. off some of your trail cam picks to the crew. No, that's okay. On the way home from ATA, but we won't talk about how big them deer are, um, and the muleys, and you got the elk, and like you said, it's uh, South Dakota is yeah. a place I'd well, like to live. And, the, and that, that brings up, all. yeah, and that brings up a point because uh, you know for. Um, for just the way that uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much of what you do, but. <clears throat> The way that you hunt versus the way that us Midwestern guys hunt, we're tree stands. You know, <laughs> we talk like, about this a lot. And we talk no, about I, this. I, and, I struggle with the tree stand. <laughs> and it's just so much of a difference. I mean, I, I think when you're out west, because 
obviously you got that ground to cover. You know, then that's all I've ever seen is when guys are like on horseback walking miles. And that's why I made the joke about you're not hunting elk on public land or private land, you know, with 40 acres. Because it it seems like that's a lot more walking. And I'm already out. Like, Western hunting does not appeal to me, period. (laughs) Unless I can take a golf cart. Or something up there. I ain't doing shit. I'm walking to my state. Hey, your success rate right out west, zero percent. Well, good. Bro. I don't slim care. Slim to none. I'm, I, 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 I would get slim doing it. In Illinois. Hey, oh. But I mean, you know, that's the way that uh, that you obviously grew up hunting. What? what um, you know, I, I, I guess what? I guess the question I, I wanted to ask is, you know, how would you set up on uh, on these white tails and muleys and antelope? Um, you know, versus how how guys out here would do it. I mean, for us hunting whitetails, it's tree stands. You, it's different, right? Um, well, the, the really the only way for whitetails around here is the same. Um, tr- you gotta have you gotta sit tree stands because where where those pictures that I sent you, Kurt, those were from um, the Black Hills National Forest, which is every picture I sent you was from public land. That's um that's super super hard to hunt because it's big it's it's not mountains but um it's damn near the same you know as far as it it's just big forest so it's it's real difficult as far as whitetail goes for archery in the hills um so you're kind of left to sitting in a tree stand and i really struggle with sitting in a tree stand but i'll I'll do it (laughs) that's all the time Um, man you send me those those photos of those big deer and i'm like dude just let me come out Show me where these spots are. I'll hang a couple you, stands for us. Kurt hanging stands, guyer as Doug like to call it, <laughs> and uh, and we'll we'll sit and we'll just we'll kill something. You would do better than I would, so maybe you should come out here and do that. You know, um, I would feel guilty, man. To be honest, I I would love to do that, but I would feel guilty to go out west and not hunt something other than whitetails. You know what I right. mean? Like I sure shit would agree with you there. <laughs> so it's just a nice change of scenery, shit. Yeah. It would be, too, though. That's the cool thing. It would be different. But if I'm going to where other critters live, I want to hunt other critters. You know, like, Absolutely. I have a lot of, I, I trust me, you never have enough whitetails, and you never have enough whitetail mounts. But I have enough whitetail shoulder mounts in the house where I'd be willing to sacrifice some big whitetails for yeah, a, a, an average muley. Or it's an, time to mix it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's time yeah. to mix it up. But when you're out there trying to hunt something, you're not seeing anything, and then you see that big 200-inch whitetail walk by, what are you oh, going to say? he's getting an arrow put in his eye. <laughs> what if you don't <laughs> got a tag? That, that, oh. that's, the thing about, that's the thing about South Dakota is it's an any deer tag. You can come here and hunt whitetail or mule deer. Whoa. And, and a lot of the, the terrain's got both in it um, out in the prairie. Um in the you know like the badlands breaks you're doing the spot and stock and I, in my opinion there's nothing more fun than than the spot and stock a lot, lot more action going on yeah so my um my question here for you because like the hunt i want to go on you know obviously i want to go on a, a hog hunt but like my number one hunt is i want to kill a mountain lion can you do that in south dakota as a non-resident um as a non-resident you can't in south dakota Hop over the border of Wyoming, you can. Wyoming? Dude, because I want to kill a mountain lion and I want to eat it. I want to eat an animal that can eat me. 
the the way you're talking, Steve, you don't want nothing to do with South Dakota mountain lions because you gotta you gotta find tracks in the snow and you gotta follow them and they don't go to very friendly places. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll just I'll just Steve's you know, out. Steve's I'll, out. I'll, dude, I'll bring me a little bit. Uh, dude, you know what? Dude, hey, my cat. Every time Steve. I shake his little treat bag, he comes. I'll just bring that treat bag, shake it, see what comes out. <laughs> Steve struggles to kill whitetails, let alone get, hike through the mountains and chase down a fucking mountain lion. What if I did? I'd be, dude, I'd be pumped for you. That'd be the shit, dude. I would be eat fun. mountain lion backstraps. Oh, yeah, I, that that would taste good. <laughs> well, let's, mind over matter. Let's do but. this. I, I do want to do this first, Jeremy. I'll ask you this since we're on mountain lions. I want to also, I want to finish up South Dakota. And I want to mm. branch off from there. How good is mountain lion meat? Give us the breakdown, man. We're all, all our listeners are all wondering because they've never had not not all of them, but ninety percent of our listeners have never eaten mountain lion meat. I can bet. How good is it? Well, if you like pork, and that's that's the closest I can put it to. It's kind of a lighter meat. Oh, I'm not Muslim, so yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> not, not, go. not a problem if you are, but no, it's it's delicious. I like it. I mean, it's it's a little tougher than than your deer and stuff, but it's a lighter meat and um, it's definitely edible. So. <laughs> Drizzle that some bitch in some uh, cookies, barbecue sauce. You're good to go, man. A lot, of, a lot of people don't like it. They'll just throw it in sausages and stuff. But yeah, uh, I can see grind that. it up. So what's yeah. what's the most sought after critter in South Dakota for the resident as far as deer goes? Does do are they they want the big white tails or, or is it or is it big muleys? You know, if you had to put one to the other, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know that I can. It's kind of a 50-50. But the thing about South Dakota is we're split in half by a river, uh, Missouri River. So uh-huh. on the west side, it's like that's when you get your more western-type hunting. You got the prairies and then the, the breaks, and then you got the Black Hills. Well, on the east side of the state, you got – I'm guessing it's a lot like what you guys hunt. It's farm country, um, nothing but crops. So we can go we can go jump across the river, and we can hunt tree stands and crops and kind of like what you guys are hunting there and then come back to the west side the good side in my opinion and then you that's that's kind of where the the muleys you there's there's muleys on the east side of the state but it's fairly rare so i mean people people are chasing chasing both of them out here I, i don't know in my opinion i'd rather go after muleys but lately after the deer i've been having show up on trail camera i'm just starting to switch over (laughs) The big white tails. It's Everybody cra- comes a white tails. Right. It's crazy though that you have like two different countries in uh, in one state. You know what I mean? Two different right. terrains. Yeah, you can do two different types of hunts and in the same season. We can get. A, I mean, you can get so many tags. It's unbelievable. I, I was telling Kurt the other day. I don't remember what I came up with, but man, seven tags, seven buck tags. You can basically. I think that's Jesus. what it was. Seven. You can like play the cards right and the draws right or whatever and come out with that many that's insane yeah, last year i think i had i had three and i mean i wasn't even close to maxed out that's insane don't you dude. feel like poaching it a little bit like you get seven buck tags good god they probably don't man because it's not like a midwest it's not like illinois where you shoot one buck with a bow and or iowa you guys get one buck don't you or no you get one buck with one weapon and one buck with another right right well in so illinois get- like you can shoot two bucks with a bow which is cool but you shoot one buck, you're like, man, I'm holding out. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine only having one tag. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that'd be a weird situation for us. It's normal. Oh yeah, I mean, we deal with that every season. Like Clark Cummings right. this I year mean, shot. You, Go ahead, man. If you want that many tags, you're gonna have to. I know you guys are more into bow hunting, but that that's that includes rifle tags. Yeah, yeah. You said a bad word. 
I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's not a bad. Sorry, hey, well, we'll, we'll forgive you because I butchered your name so many times, Mayor. Fair enough. <laughs> Call me what you want. I'm so used to that. <laughs> so, say, uh, South Dakota is a good option, uh, an overlooked state. Um, so, definitely for it sounds like for whitetails, muleys, and antelope, that's the state for the antilope. Us out east to, to right. get a western game under our belt. Yeah, that's um, a good way to break into it, in my opinion. Well, we're kind of the middle of the west. We're the Midwest. You get that. I'm glad you picked that up. So, um, <laughs> South Dakota is considered Midwest, I think. Too, is it really? I, I believe so. Nah, Isn't that dumb as shit? I don't like, think what so. Is, what is Colorado considered? Minnesota then? and Iowa is like the line. No, Colorado. Minnesota. You don't get Midwest. Like, you're just Colorado's north. the new California. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota? What'd you say? No, Colorado. Colorado is considered the new California these days. Uh, why, why is that? I'm curious. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> is that the marijuana industry? I don't understand. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Hey, that's where Steve French is hanging out in them crop fields. <laughs> so if someone from the east is like, well, South Dakota's cool. I've done that, or I don't want to do South Dakota because my ex lives there. I'm going to go to a different state. What state would What states would be good ones to build points in? And then what the fuck are points and then how does that work? Break it down for us, brother. You know what I mean? Like, imagine someone knows nothing about it, because a lot of people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Right. Well, every every state's different. That's what makes it super complicated. Um, but in my opinion, I'm, I'm close to Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado, and they all, all three of those states got the big mountains. So um, that's where I would go. In Colorado, you got the over-the-counter. You don't even have to worry about points if you don't want to. But the way points work as a, as a super general way is you build points and then let's say, okay, you apply for a tag, you don't get it, you get a point. Um, the next year you apply for a tag, you don't get it, you get two points. Well, your odds keep getting better as you build points. So um, like I said, this is super general because some states have bonus points, some points, some states have preference points, and they all do their draws a little different. So, I mean, the best thing you can do is research it because it would take me, you know, all night to try to explain every state. But Which sucks um, because it shouldn't be that confusing. You need to write yeah. a blog about this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. If you write a blog, we'll feature it on workingglassbow100.com. We will do that. Boom, you'll get at least 4 million downloads. There we go. Not all four our million, listeners. 4 million hits on, <laughs> on YouTube and consider it a deal. Let's do it. <laughs> But no, I mean the the way I would do it if you're if you've never elk hunted in your life, um, I would start find a state that you want to hunt, start building points for there, and do some research, figure out where you want to hunt, where you can get the opportunity to shoot a bigger bull. Because when you're looking at over the counter or super easy to draw tags, you're not going to get the trophy class bull. You can, but. Um, you're looking at a lot of younger class animals, most likely. But while you're doing that, I think it'd be best to go do an over-the-counter hunt because if you're gonna if you're gonna save all your, let's say you need to save five years worth of points, and then you you're 100% guaranteed for the tag you want. Well, you get that tag, you go there, you don't know jack shit about elk hunting. You're not gonna right. have fun, and you're not you're not gonna know what you're doing, and it's not gonna be worth all that time yeah. you spent all that time and money you spent saving up so oh i just drew for new mexico uh how do i hunt elk yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, well jeremy uh, this so is a the- perfect example probably to throw in our situation man i think we should 
maybe we should, I mean, without too much detail, maybe explain like what we're doing and then we'll cut into the rest of it, like some of the different states you'd recommend. Yeah, let's say right. what, what it, state do you recommend for elk for your first time? Well, let's, uh, that's what I want to do. Oh, I'll cut into you, cut gotcha. our story. So if that's cool with you, man, if you want, if we can do that and then you can yeah, keep explaining. No, that's fine. The the first state I would, I would recommend going elk hunting is the one we're going to go to, which is Colorado. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Jeremy said, Kurt, listen, because I talked to him, like I bounced a lot of ideas off of him. He knows way more than I do about Western hunting. And uh, Jeremy basically said, listen, uh, here's the thing, like you, what you just said. We're going to do an over-the-counter hunt in Colorado. Well, first we were going to do another state, but we switched it to Colorado. Get the experience of being out west, being in this terrain, chasing these type of critters, I'm going to learn a ton from you, man. I'm going to be on your back, basically, just learning everything I can, just a sponge. And my dad's going, too, I think. Right. And, and uh, like you said, build points in the meantime and get a, you know, a good trophy unit in some other state. That way, why I have this experience, maybe I'll do this every other year until... Get some miles under your feet. Yeah, like get, get, some, yeah. Right. get the experience for it, get the feel for it, you know, get pepped and, up and for can, a real hunt. You can jump into that... that when you're building points you can jump into that hunt where you're you got a chance at a bigger bigger animal and you're gonna know what the hell you're doing right right you got that experience and even you said no um, i mean we have a good a solid game plan and i the planning has just started from this podcast on like we're gonna get into our homework pretty deep after this but right. it's uh we're gonna have some backup plans and uh you know like you said you know you can kill a good bull and my expectations are to kill an elk that looks like an elk I don't right. want to kill a. Mo- I don't expect to kill a four hundred inch elk by any means. You know, it's right. You got to break the ice and a lot cooler if you did. Jeremy, I think you just became our guide for the working class bow hunter. Fair enough, I can work with that. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Meyer with Mayor Outfitting. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing, Steve. How about not this? to me. If I had more ground in Illinois, you'd come out here. But start building points for Iowa, and then. One of these days, I will have ground, and you will get to come hunt in Illinois with me. Oh, if you want to come to Iowa, we'll hook you up. No, it's no problem. You, Between if, you me, get me a, if you get me a comfortable tree stand, I can maybe work with that. <laughs> me, and, me and Doug got enough property. We can hook you up. They were, hey, we got your back, buddy. No, hell no. You're coming to the Midwest. You learn how we hunt. We're putting you in a, a Steve tree stand. It's going to be 10 feet off the ground. It's a fucking it's tire. Be, not, do not a, see any deer. Sneak in with a pony? <laughs> yeah, did you could <laughs> a white one. Hey, I, that's not too bad of an idea. I've heard of people antelope on now here. They'll walk up to antelope with the horse and let the horse keep walking and shoot the antelope. Dude, yeah, you gotta you gotta have long strides so you match the legs. But you know. honestly, uh, Jeremy, it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to start putting in points for Iowa. I think it takes four years, three or four years. The yeah, Iowa yeah, boys don't even three years. I'm putting in points this year for Iowa because I'm gonna hunt with these bad boys. And we got here. a million thousand acres of public ground too a million yeah. thousand yep or as we it's, call it's it a billion it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge but no it, huge. Uh, colorado it you know you gotta always have an a and b plan because you might go it, it's hard to scout from when you're not there you, you know you can look at google earth all you want but it's going to be a little different once you get there and google earth doesn't tell you where the elk are so, right right so um, let me ask you this am i going to get my ass kicked We'll probably both get our asses kicked. It's you can work out all you want. It's a lot of work. Keep hammering, Kurt. So let me t- <laughs> keep hammering. Pick up a rock and run up a hill a couple times. <laughs> let me tell you this, man. We were at ATA and I was just bouncing ideas off of a bunch of the the big dogs at the show and uh, right. Paul Biggs. 
Paul Biggs is one of the producers for the outdoor group with Elite, and uh, I'm like, hey man, I'm going, I'm going to Colorado in September, and, and I'm planning on this, and I know it, hopefully it all works out, whatever. And I'm like, I'm I'm starting to kind of eat healthy, and I need to start fucking working out like hardcore to start losing losing some weight, but. He's like, nah, you'll be fine. Your adrenaline rush will get you through all of it. Like, you won't have anything to worry about. And I'm like, dude, that's horrible advice. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. I mean, it's not, it's not a necessity, but um, I definitely like to push it a little bit. Yeah, what did Ralph and Vicky say to you? And I asked Vicky, uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, same thing. She's like, nah, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, damn it, that's horrible <laughs> advice. Like, tell me I'm fat. Tell me I'm out of shape and tell me that <laughs> you're worth Because no, dude, crap. you're going to be trying to push yourself. You better lose like 20 pounds, you piece of shit. You're going to be like, huh, huh. How, what's the fucking point? I don't need to do this. I'm going to go back home and eat some Gardettos or something. You know. I'll tell you this. You don't You don't have to, but I would recommend it. It's going to make it a lot better experience. Tell me See, I'm fat and then I need to lose some weight. You're fat and ugly, lose some weight. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Somebody tell me that. Jeez, you don't say it's ugly. Somebody tell me I'm fat and ugly and need to lose weight. Well, we tell you that every day. No, so I you're know, I hear it. No, hey, <laughs> I, did, I did want to bring this up, Jeremy, because a guy I was working with, um, he like his hobby is he goes to places like this, um, and I can't remember if it is in Colorado where the the Shining Hotel is. Is that is that correct? I have no idea. Well, it's it's somewhere out there, but you know, he was telling me like he goes. And hikes a long way, and you know, I told him I was like, you know, <clears throat> I got a buddy who's going elk hunting, and uh, you know, I just I was like, well, if I put myself in that situation, you know, the thinner the air is, I've got sleep apnea. Surprising, <laughs> I know. And he's like, well, oh, I we got, know. he's like, I got the shit too. Um, but there, they, he always said there's that when you get in there, they recommend, um, especially if you get to anywhere like Denver, wait 48 hours before going up and climbing right. so you can adjust. Does yeah. that um, does that change a whole lot? I mean, I don't know how how elevations or anything like that work. I mean, do you find that you know? Because I assume you guys are probably going to camp out there, right? Yeah. We're yep. going low budget, low budget. So, is there any drastic elevation changes that you know Kurt needs to look forward to, or what? What do you expect? Um, well, we're we're probably not going to go super high, but. Um, and, and throughout the day, it won't be anything drastic. But we're not going to be up high enough to where it's going to going to affect you. And if it does, there's, you can. This is from what I've read. I've never experienced it, but um, you can definitely tell. You start getting headaches and stuff when you start getting the the elevation sickness. Um, I don't. I don't personally think that's anything to be concerned about because we're not going to be up at ten, eleven thousand feet. But. Uh, um, it's hard for me to speak on that because where I'm sitting right now, I'm right about five thousand feet, so it's really not a whole lot of difference for me. Right? I don't what even. We, uh, I don't. I don't know what we are. What do you? What do you think we are? Are, are you sitting higher than us? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Um, always am, Steve. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. We're at ocean level. We should <laughs> look it up. Eric, pull your phone out. Look at what our no, elevation. No, pull up your is. little uh, your little thing. Your your little smartwatch. What's our elevation? The little oh, smartwatch is going to tell you. So, Jeremy, we we can get in more. We can talk about our hunt more, which uh, it's fun to hear the hunt like in conversation like this. Because, dude, to be honest, I I have no idea what to expect, and I'm I'm pretty nervous now. I can feel it. Like I feel the pressure of. We're sixteen hundred and seventy feet. You're down there. Down, <laughs> we're low. We're low. But, dude, I really do. I feel the pressure like already of. 
you know, how how are we going to get it done? Where are we going to be? And, and I can't imagine what I'll feel then. I'll, I'll chill out and relax, like, in the moment, I think. Right. Um, but, like, being an outsider, you know, it's one of those things that's, like, I don't know what to expect. That That's more the thing that makes me it's nervous. It's kind of one of those things, like, I don't know what to do with my hand, you know. You don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> and it's one of those things, too. Like, when I tell people, like, I'm super excited about going on this hunt, and, I, and I've never done this, and I tell people, like, well, hopefully I go. It's like, well, no, you're fucking going. Like, why? I don't yeah. get why I tell people that because I need to just do it. And this is the thing. Like, you are going to be. I'm super thankful for you, man, that I'm that you've reached out and stuff because you're going to be the thing that makes me make the jump to go. And once I think I do it, then I feel like it'll be. I'll be more comfortable to go out west and try. Well, and I think I think this. you feel more comfortable now that you have Jeremy that he's there going to oh, help you. You know, you're not just going out blind. Like, hey, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going to go for it. Hundred percent. No, for sure. You know, it'd be hilarious. Your first day, dude. You just smoke a three fifty glass bowl, <laughs> and they're like, dude, this elk hunting shit ain't nothing to it. <laughs> you know. No. And the I, hardest part is packing the bull out. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting. I'm excited thing. for that. I hope that I get to experience that, man. And you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like I wish I would shoot a 350 the first day, but at the same time, I hope I don't. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and that's like shooting a giant deer. Your first, you're on your first hunt as a kid. You're right, ruined. Right. You're ruined. Yeah. Or like, dude, you go to a bar and pick up the hottest chick at like 7 p.m. And you're like, but it, <laughs> she was like the hottest chick at 7 p.m. So you didn't get to see what else strolled in there. You know well, what I mean? You know what it is? It's me and turkey hunting. I don't have a deep, deep love for turkey hunting because I've always like the first or second day I've always killed the fucking slob. They're always there. Rag much? God damn! No, it's just luck. It's <laughs> no, I just get, it's just pure luck. I get it. Yeah, you haven't struggled a lot. I mean, dude, that's that's kind of the fun of life, dude. The payoff, but deer hunting, I have, and I get it. Yeah, they, like the the payoff is probably better. You know, like you struggle at something for a long time. Like struggling to open a jar of pickles, dude. Those pickles never tasted so good <laughs> when you finally had to have your girlfriend open that jar for you. And, you know, you had to wait till she got home. But dude, them pickles are delicious. Shout out to uh, Vilsack uh, Butter Pickles. Well, also, dude, it's like, like it's one of those things. It's I don't know. I'm just. I think once you get there and dive in, you'll be relaxed. You hear your first bugle, and you'll never want to leave. Oh, I think oh, I'd God. shit my pants when I heard that first bugle. Dude, I wonder what well, that sounds like. Well, the thing like. is, people, this whole thing's going to be filmed on Buckstorm. Like, we are right. fil- we are filming, we're documenting this whole thing. Like, me and my dad are going to film the our dog. trip out there. We're going to film the hunt. Did you clear that with us? I, I can't remember. <laughs> Listen, I'm the boss. I don't need to clear anything with you. Listen, oh, you got to clear. The board, we're you, the board of directors. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO. <laughs> you clear shit with me, son. Oh, listen, I, I'll, cl- I'll clear your clock if you want one. Yeah, Who bought the fucking pizza, dude. You're buying your next set of teeth. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, back from <laughs> to Western hunting. I got a question for you, Jeremy. So, like, I heard in some states you have to take like a bow hunter education course before you can hunt there. Is that with some states or not um as far as i know that's with just about any state when you're going when you're when you leave the state and you're going um if you're going to a different state as a non-resident as far as i know just about every state you have to have the the bow hunter safety course can we just send them the picture that we just took with real wild like dude we know what we're doing no. <laughs> so, that, so, not good enough? so you have to do that per state? So, like, you have to take that in Colorado, in Wyoming? Like, No, no, no. As long as you got one um, from your state, you don't you don't have to take any special any special class okay, for okay. that actual state. While we're on that, Jeremy, I don't know if you know, one of my buddies, um, 
he just killed a 200 plus inch muley last two seasons ago in uh, Utah in the strip. And he said in certain states, if you take the hunter safety course in that state, you keep one permanent preference point. So if you draw your tag and you hunt, you and instead of going back to zero, you always have at least one. Right. I'm not 100% certain on that, but I do know in Arizona they have something similar to that, and that's the only one I've ever heard of. I don't – they – they call it um, shit. I don't know what they call it. Some kind of it's some kind of specialty point. And don't um, they have don't, a uh, a dedicators? De- I think dedicated Utah hunters point. Um, is that that one? There is one. I'm not sure exactly that, what state that is. That is might that just be Utah. I think it's Utah because that's where my buddy drew his tag, and he said he built up 22 years of preference points for Whoa. Utah to draw this tag. I mean, That's he, this is the guy that I grew up hunting with, and he had points everywhere. And I didn't understand all this. And I mean, I still don't, but I understand it more than I did. And I know he always said, "I will kill a two hundred inch muley plus muley in Utah because I'm building up this many preference." He's right. like, "I always put in for Utah because it's cheap." Is Imagine what he said. back in right. the day before the internet. Well, Holy yeah, he, shit, he, dude. Hunting Fool Magazine, that man. Hunting Fool Magazine yeah. is where he learned all his info. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know a whole ton about Utah. I don't, I don't do that one. So that one's, um, I've done research on it, but that's about as far as I've gone with it. I thought he said that you get a dedicated, dedicated. I don't know. I can't say that. Hunter's preference point when you apply for so many years, they give you a point that even if you draw, you still get that point. So if you take the hunter safety course there. And you have your dedicated hunter's point. If you draw, you go back to two points instead nice. of going right. back to zero. And that's that's how you know if you're looking for a 400 inch bull, um, you're gonna be you're gonna be trying to accumulate 20 to 25 points in for Arizona or Utah. So let's yeah. talk about New Mexico because I think New Mexico is a state that people don't know a lot about that I have learned. A fair amount about through one Clint Casper, the guy who runs our camel collar blog and who's on the podcast often, and friends um, about how their draw system works. If you want to go ahead and just explain that, if you know, um, the only thing I do, I have elk hunted in New Mexico, but I went on a guided hunt in New Mexico. Um, my my boss actually sent me on a on a hunt down there. God, what a guy! Yeah, who the hell do you work yeah. for? Yeah, can I work for him? It was a it was a rough experience. Um, definitely do your research if you're ever going to go guided. Um, so that's about as I, I don't know a whole lot about. I don't I don't do New Mexico either. So as far as building points and stuff in New Mexico, that's kind of over my, over my head. Well, well for a Midwestern guy, what I understand about New Mexico from I was in Arizona for work and ever I talked to a lot of people about coos deer in Southern Arizona where I was. What I've learned about New Mexico, and I may be wrong. So please correct me if I'm wrong because I, I need to know this information because um, I've learned some of this from Clint Casper is what I've learned. And, Jeremy, you something might come back to you and you might be like, you're fucking an idiot and tell me that. <laughs> I'll say it nicer, though. <laughs> what I've learned is that New Mexico is like a 50-50, whether you're a yep. resident or a yep. non-resident. You, that, that is right. And when you put in for that state, it's $160. And if you draw, you get your you get to draw a tag, and you pay the money to draw that tag, and you better go on that hunt because you drew. But if you don't, you eat your hundred and sixty bucks. You don't get any money back. 
So yep, it's, it it's a 50 yep. 50 draw. So, yep, and I, I do, you're right. It came back to me. It is a 50 50 in New Mexico. And that's the thing. I think we may have talked about this now. I'm remembering. If I want to have this Colorado experience, this over the counter tag experience of hunting elk and seeing how you're going to call it, I just want to know the, the deal because I would hate to put in for New Mexico first year in, draw the tag and then go there completely blind and completely right. screw the whole thing up and not get an elk where I should, I could have killed a really good bull. Yeah. Um, right. So after, you know, maybe Jeremy, a couple of years of us hunting together and maybe you'll come out to Iowa and kill one of Eric's giant bucks or hopefully come out to hey, Illinois. Hey, if I that's can, fine. I don't care. Kill an even bigger buck. <laughs> but the thing is like, and then maybe I would feel comfortable like, I hey, I drew a tag in New Mexico. I'm going for it and go. Right. Uh, um, but maybe that's one thing maybe you should cover now that I thought about it is how to build the, like if you apply for a point in Colorado or whatever state, how does that work? What what money do you have to front, and what's it cost, and do you get it back, or how does how does that whole situation work for Colorado or, or any state? Or, yeah, Colorado. We'll just use we that as an example. Um, well, Colorado is one of the states. Some states do it different. Um, when you actually apply for the tag, um, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're you're charged the entire price of the the tag so for an elk in colorado it's 629 dollars for that tag well when you apply you're going to get charged that um so i mean you're going to want to do it on like a credit card or something so you need to have the money on hand at that time and then when you when you draw your tag then you're and then you're set and you're ready to go but if you don't draw your tag they refund you so if you're going to start building points in certain states you definitely need to know whether you're going to get charged right away or whether they're going to charge you after you're successful. Um, Colorado is one of the ones that will charge you right away. And and like just the same as every other state being different, some you have to buy hunting licenses just to apply, some you don't. It's it's so – I wish they were all the same. <laughs> Be a hell of a lot easier, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, no shit. Right. So, so I mean, if you're – you really got to do – your homework if you're going to want to do multiple hunts and most people won't but um as far as what you want to spend that year you got to be prepared if you're going to draw that tag just to pay for it or you got to be prepared when you're applying to pay for it it's all and that's kind of wishy-washy when it comes to different states well i'm kind of i'm kind of curious i want to i want to pick your brain i mean you've obviously done your homework uh you're a well-spoken guy um, you know, easy on the eyes, as uh, I've heard some people say about your YouTube. I just, I, I'm curious. <laughs> what is the? Uh, You're making me blush, Steve. No, I can tell. Oh, stop! Oh, stop! Oh, jeez. What? Uh, what is? Jesus Christ! What is the one tag that Jeremy, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Meyer, is you're working on? What is the one thing, the one tag that you're working up to? Um, that you think about all the time. I'm I'm curious to know what this one is. So so you're you're thinking like my dream hunt. Yeah, exactly. Something you're actually working on. Bighorn sheep is one I am dying to do. What's I may it? die before I do it. Uh, Wyoming. So let's talk about that a little let's bit because about- that I have the option when I apply for Utah. I did last year. I have. Uh, my first time, I'm proud of myself. I'm from Illinois. Get, cut me some slack. I built my <laughs> first points. 
I have one point of elk and one point of muley for Utah. And I got the option to apply for sheep, bison, all this shit. But I didn't do those because I didn't think it was ever, like... You're on the board. Plausible. I'm on the board somewhere. More than we are. Tell us about this, the sheep tags and, like... Because I always hear, like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime tag. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, in most of the, most of the states, it is once-in-a-lifetime. Um, I've heard that if you don't start applying for them before you're 30, you probably got about a 0% chance of drawing anywhere. Um, some states are easier. Um, I've heard Idaho is easier. Um, I just choose Wyoming cause it's so much, it's close and I likely probably will never get to do it, but, um, Hey, you gotta try. You gotta try. I'm, I'm definitely not going to do it if I don't try. Well, why though? Why is it so hard? Is it the points? Because if, before 30, I'm like, fuck, I got three years. Yeah, I'm going to start shit. applying now. Right. So what? Why? Why is it so hard? And where do we start applying? Like, what's the smartest choice? I mean, you might shoot yourself in the foot by telling that. So lie if you have to. But uh, <laughs> you know Tell what I mean? Though, like, if you're lying. like, what's the what's the uh, why is it so hard to draw the tag? Why is it once in a lifetime? Why I don't really understand. It's just because there's so little tags. There's so the sheep population is so small. It's not like like you can like elk. They're, they're so abundant, anyone can really go hunt them. I mean, it all comes down to how many how many animals are available, really. Right, right. That makes sense. Well, I have a buddy that I would I'd like to hunt Wyoming and start drawing points out there, and I got a buddy out there, and he said with moose, it's really hard to draw a moose out there, and he's like, I don't even know if I'll be able to draw a moose tag right. out there. Anything sheep, goat, or moose is all fairly difficult to draw. That's so we interesting. Have mount, we have mountain goats and bighorns here in South Dakota, but the chances of me ever getting one of those, I think they give out two tags every year. Damn. You're looking at probably 3,000 people that apply for it. So That's crazy. So how many Why don't you points? send your tag, in, like your tag in with like a crisp 20 paperclip to it? You know what I mean? <laughs> they do auction off them tags, but those go for hundreds of thousand dollars. So what? How many points in uh, Wyoming would you have to build to ever even get like, ooh, I might draw this year? Where you're rubbing your hands together like, ooh, ooh, wee, it's gonna happen. Right. Honestly, I've never even looked. I'm so far from that. I've never even really concerned myself with how many I'm gonna need. How many points do you have? Um, I think I'm only up to probably four right now. I'm gonna so- be my fifth this year, so I'll be, <laughs> I'll be old before I ever even get considered for it so is that one of those things that is you know you get to see the draw odds and see what your odds are per preference point yep um if you can find it in the website (laughs) it's hard to dig that information up sometimes well they they break when even when you apply for this shit they break it down so weird that it's confusing as fuck that's what kills me man it's like every like why do i even though i bought a preference point last year um, for Utah, and I went on to buy another preference point, and I found out I can't do it until the 25th of January. Like, have a button where it says, okay, I want to apply for a mule deer in Wyoming. Click, pay whatever I got to pay, and that's it. Yeah, because... that be nice? You're It'd gonna, be so nice. They would generate more revenue for their state Absolutely. if they did that, and I don't get why it's not that simple, because from Illinois, I don't know shit about Arizona. Because that's like, dude, that's like when you have a house party, and your wife's like... I want to invite my friends, and you're like, no, 
And she's like, but I'm the <laughs> boss, so you kind of have to invite people, but you don't really want them there. No, but I got on Wyoming. That's what it is. And I got so, I like, I was into it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so I just X out of it, and I got scared. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like that's, what, that's what happened. So yeah. if every state would collaborate and do do everything fairly simple and the same, it'd make life a lot easier for sure. Well, they'd generate oh, more revenue, though, man. They really right. would. They'd make more money because... If it was up to me right now, like last night I got online to apply, and they have the deadline, all I want to do is buy a preference point. If I could buy a preference point any time of the year, you know, maybe shut it off for two months, like right. just, just take my money. I'm not coming to hunt there. Like Make it like Amazon where you just push one button and it's done. <laughs> buy now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, because you imagine Amazon Prime delivering your your dull sheep tag for you. Jeremy, put me, put me in the every... Midwest hunter shoes right now, and we we've talked quite a bit. You know what states I'm interested. In. Like I'm interested in Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, if possible. You know, I know New Mexico's fifty fifty. If I put in, I draw, or I don't, and I eat my money. What state would you throw your 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 money at, and the the concentration to build some points to draw a trophy unit? What what would be the best odds for the working class bow hunter average listener from the Midwest? Um, I'm a big Wyoming fan when it comes to building points and um, looking for trophy potential. I'm I'm all in in Wyoming for elk or muleys or antelope. What what are all of the above? Um, elk and muleys. I don't do a lot of antelope because I can hunt them here. So um, definitely elk for sure in Wyoming. There's some definite potential in there, in my opinion. And you can, and you, you don't have to get, I mean, for the super trophy units, you're going to, you're going to have to get quite a few points, but you can hunt a good, a good unit in Wyoming for five, six, seven points. So you're not waiting your whole life to go have the chance to shoot a big bull. Yeah. That's respectful, man. Like I feel any state like that, that I'm going to build up, I'm, I already have in my brand that I'm going to put four points in four years of points because I plan on going to Colorado this year. That'll give me three years after this, and then I, I can draw another good elk tag. Like saying, right. like saying Wyoming, you want to hunt a muley. Is that just as many points as an elk, or is it different? Um, for the trophy units, you're yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, depends on what you consider a trophy. I guess Wyoming, as far as mule deer, I don't, you're not going to get. Is you know if you're looking for the 200 inch mule deer, you're, you're wanting to go to Utah or Arizona, like the the strip, like Kurt was saying. Um, but I mean, it, a trophy's different to everybody. I'm looking for 150, 60, 170 muley, and I'm I'd be happy. So Wyoming, you're looking at probably five six points, about the same as elk. But if you're looking for a 200 inch 200 inch deer, you're gonna want to go to Arizona, Utah some of the states that are more known for it and you're looking at 22 points just like Kurt had said about his buddy so it, I, I, I think you're other... wasting your time personally building building that many points when you when you can go shoot you can go shoot a meal deer every single year if you want right and the potential in those units even though they're not trophy units like we get, I think, as what uh, Eastern hunters, we get this in our head. Like, you can only kill a two hundred inch muley if you go to this unit and build up fifteen points. Right. The potential to kill a two hundred incher is probably in every unit. It's just what yeah. your what the odds are of killing it. Just right. like in Illinois, like 
Yeah, you could be in the worst county that doesn't have any Boone and Crockett entries. You could still kill a 200-inch whitetail. Absolutely. There's a 100, 190, 200-inch mule deer killed in South Dakota quite often. Well, so one thing... And we're I, not known for trophy, tro- you know, trophy, trophy mule deer. Right, right. Well, I was in Idaho for work this year um, between Boise and... Uh, oh, shit. I was in Twin Falls, Idaho is where I was. Wait, Idaho? You know, so I was there and I met up with this guy named Steve Alderman, who's from just, he's basically lives in Boise. And I don't know if you know Steve Alderman, but, um, I've heard of him. They call him Mr. Mule Deer. And I got to go, actually, I got the pleasure of scouting Mule Deer with this guy, which was amazing. And now after meeting him in person, spending a couple of days with him and, and seeing like his online presence and the respect for him, it's like. Holy shit, dude! I went and scouted mule deer with that guy. Like I saw a hundred eighty inch mule deer with this guy, and I've never seen a mule deer before. You know, granted the mule deer was five hundred yards out. I was looking through it through a spotting scope. It was amazing. Um, right. But he kills. His specialty is killing two hundred inch muleys. And I was in his house. He's got a whole fucking wall of them, um, <laughs> killing two hundred inch muleys with a muzzleloader with iron sights. That that's like his. His thing. That's some baller shit right there. Dude. Yeah, you're, you're poking that along the way. It's like you know, as as we're the bow hunting podcast, the realest bow hunting podcast, <laughs> and we we always we give people shit about you know, you kill a deer with a rifle or a gun. We actually don't really care about a that. If you go out and kill a deer and you enjoy it, do what you do. Just don't use a fucking air bow. But killing mule yeah, deer. <laughs> Go ahead. They kill a mule deer that far with a muzzleloader with iron sights. That's some baller, baller. shit to me. Baller. Like yeah. I mean, dude, that, that's like that's comparable baller. right there to to oh, killing oh, it with a bow. Get, let me get back to what I was saying though. Like in Utah, he he can he helped me a ton, but he confused me also at the same time because when I was in Utah, I grabbed I went to the BLM office and I grabbed all the maps I could for in the area that I was at. And uh, BLM is, uh, I don't technically know the difference between BLM and public ground. Um, Beautiful. I know it's Bureau of Land Management. And so he basically told me, like, dude, you can stay down at the Motel Inn shit hotel down here just to sleep. And you can hunt right out here by this mountain range and go in and kill a 200-inch mule deer if you put your time in. And, right. and I don't know, like, I got confused. I lost him when he was like, oh, yeah, here in my unit where I live, like, where I scouted, he made it sound like a hard unit to draw as a non-resident. But him, he could draw every year as a resident. Right. Wyoming has that same kind of deal. Uh, generally, you're, they don't give out as many tags to non-residents, so your odds aren't as good. So, so Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I don't even know what I was going to say. No, you hang <laughs> up first. No, you hang up first. Well, my, my hey, question, I'm, I'm hang up. what confused me about it is, okay, yeah, so my odds aren't as good as drawing that unit. And he walked me through the draw odds, and I have a notepad written down like, hey, if you want to do this unit, this is where you go. And I, I, I have it. I just got to – I pulled it out of my backpack because we went to ATA. I got to find it. I have it. But I have all the maps from BLM. And um, the way he broke it down, I, I just got lost a little bit because, you know, he's like, apply here as a non-resident. He, and he showed me the draw odds. Five non-residents drew this tag, and only seven of them even applied but 15 residents applied and they all drew is how he right. showed me the odds. So he's like, if you draw this year and don't draw it next year, you're almost guaranteed to draw it. Which, yeah, it, it is kind of cool. But, you know, think, of that, think about it. It's 
confusing as as Idaho, fuck. but like Idaho residents and any resident that's uh, you know, whatever state you live, you know it, it. It is always one of those things. Yeah, we want to go out and we want to hunt, whatever. But as someone who pays taxes and does everything, your whole life is in that state. I mean, it does kind of suck that people come from wherever because they got money or whatever, and they kill the animal that you want to kill. I mean, to me, I always think it's... uh, I I always wonder about how many non-resident tags that they can send out. Like, Illinois, you can just come to Illinois and and kill deer. That's over the counter. That's over the counter, for sure. And I, I would like to see Illinois go to a point system because... Like Iowa did, and I'm I'm not saying I don't want everybody that wants to come enjoy what we got in Illinois, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's kind of bullshit that, you know, just because you have some money, you can come kill all the deer that, you know, we have in my home. I I consider Illinois home. You know what I mean? What? It's crazy how, like, people, you have to apply for points in Iowa, and we only have whitetails, but you can go out west and apply for multiple species you know but a lot of people want to come to iowa just for their whitetails you know because well, there's it monsters bl- it, it blows my freaking mind <laughs> it's weird to think of it like that there's a lot of people that want to come from over there and they're dying to hunt a whitetail yeah. i know isn't that weird <laughs> strange world I know. but wasn't that you know that's that's kind of what um i guess that's kind of my feeling as uh as a, because we live in a state that's over the counter i mean i don't know about you um, because it, South Dakota is not, you know, when you talk about when you want to go hunt, you know, mule deer, whitetail, antelope, South Dakota is not really brought up in the conversation. Not saying right. that the big animals are there, but again, that's like Indiana. Indiana is starting to, starting to have a lot of big deer shot out of there. Nobody says when they're like, hey, man, we're the primetime spots for uh, big deer. You know, they say uh, Iowa. Iowa, Kansas, Illinois. Florida, if you're the Chasing Tales podcast, I'm kidding kidding about that last one. But, you know, now Indiana's kind of in that mix, and it seems like the same with South Dakota. But Indiana makes sense, though, because Indiana's between Iowa or Big Bucks are all the time in Illinois. But then think about that. South Dakota would make a lot of sense because look where it's located. You would have some good good deer there. Right. And that's the thing. Like, it's, it's just crazy. Like you said, like, South Dakota's considered Midwest, like, I could guess at the point where South Dakota is on a map right now if you just show me a blank map of the U.S. And, but it's just like I never think about South Dakota. No. Wait, wait. Exactly. I can tell you, Jeremy, were you born and raised in South Dakota? I was. What, um, if I offer you, if, if you wanted a Pepsi, what would you say to me? <laughs> I need a pop. <laughs> oh, this, God damn, this guy is Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I totally slept on that, man. But I say <laughs> soda. I say soda pop, pop, soda, all of it. Uh, maybe I'm too middle. I want a Coke. Give me oh. a Coke. Oh, yeah. What are you, from Georgia? You're Get Arkansas or South? If I ask for a Coke around here, I'm getting a, a Coke. <laughs> yeah, what kind of Coke you want? Sprite? No, Coke. Uh, no, let me get a Coke. Uh, what the hell are you doing with your uh, driver's license, uh, So, buddy? Jeremy, if you had to hunt, we, I feel like we covered a lot, man. I feel like we could go into so many details, but I think it would all get lost in translation. Right. That's why we just need to do more podcasts with Jeremy. No, right. dude, dude, we're going to do a fucking podcast from the mountain. That would be cool. We? Me and him and my dad. What, you got a turd in your pocket? <laughs> and maybe me. Doug's not coming. Doug? With. You're gonna be our camera guy if you come with. Son of a. 
Son of a... <laughs> Being a camera guy sucks. Dude, we only have so much time. We got to kill two elk in like a week and a half. We got to get this shit Doug, done. Doug, we'll, we'll, we'll plan a trip. Don't worry. No, we'll go back. That's the thing. Steve is well, so lonely. Hey, I'm getting. <laughs> you don't want to do it. Listen Steve. here, listen here, boys. No, boys in the podcast studio. I'm getting an experience for the Wait, crew. Did you, did you just? Did you just assume my gender? Yes. Okay. I'm getting an Uh-oh. experience for us. Like this seriously will help us. Like if I kind of if I can grab the ropes, then we all can grab the ropes. Well, I, I know that, but. We have to we have to experience that for ourselves also. That's what I'm saying. Me, oh, yeah. me and Eric can go be idiots in the mountains alone, and I'll be calling Jeremy, help, help. <laughs> See, that's you know what We're I mean. Lost. Like, help, help. Like this shit all comes in time. Like I don't expect to go in first year and be like. Well, see, this is what we got to yeah, do. Like I'm you, the man. You're like, gonna go in and then learn all this and shit. Cry, and then you can just go with us. We don't have to call Jeremy. <laughs> He's coming with yeah, every time. <laughs> He's our team captain. Hey. I gotta, I gotta ask Jeremy. Do you drink Rainer beer? No, no. Is it available where you're at? Uh, I don't think so. Grain Belt. I like Grain Belt. Oh God, Grain Belt. Did, did you drink that horse piss? Uh, Kurt, you got to bring back Rainer beer because they drink it at Longmire. Uh, no, I, I do enjoy that show. I actually know what you're talking about for once. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! Holy they do, God. yeah, because they're they're a breakthrough. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're technically in Wyoming, but. I guess they filmed in New Mexico. I've but never yeah, they, watched that show. Oh, it, it's no, it's good. Jeremy, yeah. here's the thing, man. I want I want to elk. You know, we're going to elk hunt this year, and I do want to come to South Dakota, and I, I do want to kill an antelope. And we can make that happen. I think that we could bring the whole crew out for that. For sure, there's there's a lot of roads, Steve. We don't have to go walking too far. I think that would just be fun to do what a week of antelope hunting. Like all of us <laughs> I to get go. a meal deer. And then, but we got to return the favor, man. Like <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to get you to Illinois. But what's one state out in the Midwest, like real Midwest, the real, the dirty, dirty? Where Where a do dirty, you want to kill a big Midwestern whitetail, or, or do you not even care about that? Is that not even on your radar at all? It, it really isn't. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, my buddy Travis, he goes to Kansas Savage. every year. Wait, how does he go to Kansas every year? I thought Kansas was a point system. I have no idea how he does it, but he well, he's gone two years in a row, and he's planning on going next year. I'm not sure on that. So, okay, that's interesting. You don't even care about the real Midwest hunting whitetails because you have it all there in South Dakota. Right. Right. I I can jump across the river and sit in a tree stand over crops, and like I said, I don't – I enjoy doing that, but if I have the other option of doing spot and stock, I would certainly pick that. So we literally have nothing to offer you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking for you. I, I would <laughs> gladly come there and hunt, but you know I'm doing this Colorado thing just as much for myself as you know it'll be fun. We can offer you to come do a podcast in the studio and drink some bush lattes with us. Sounds like a plan. You can do we that can anytime. That. That's right. That's better than the 350 inch bull elk. Right. So. Right. Yeah. That's way better. <laughs> but no, that really does say a lot about like who you are as a person, man. That you're like, uh, you don't care about hunting here, but you're willing to really you're you're risking vacation time to hunt with me, man. And that's that really does mean a lot to me. And I plan on hustling my ass off to try and get it done. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, God damn mean, it, I can't miss. Don't mean shit to me, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I really though, man. It, it does mean a lot, and you know, I bother you all the time about like, hey, dude, I need help. Even after that <laughs> nice list you sent, and I forwarded <laughs> yeah, to, I forwarded it to all the boys from the WCB, and uh, 
Me, it's one of those yeah, things. It was confusing because it was written in cursive. I don't do that shit. <laughs> but it, you I don't know, know that I know how to write in cursive anymore, Steve. <laughs> yeah. But no, man, it does. It does mean a lot, and you know that says a lot about who you are. And I think people can grasp that from this episode and grasp your episodes. Like if they go and watch one of your one of your uh, videos from YouTube, they'll see what you're all about and they'll and they'll get it, which is, is super cool. So I appreciate everything you've done, man. It, it means a lot. No problem. No problem. I'm I'm looking forward to it just as much as you are. I'm scared though. I really am scared. I am. Man. I'm scared in a way of respect. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like I feel like, you. Like I feel like uh the like I respect Mother Nature because there's been times where I'm in the Midwest woods where I'm like, damn, this bitch could kill me right now if she wanted to. Dude, you've been caught in a thunderstorm like that, like a bat. Like when we I almost that, did. Dude, when we had the derecho show <laughs> a couple of years ago. Dude, that shit's more destructive than a tornado, and it like you can't tell it's coming, and it just swipes through. It knocked our power out in the Quad City metropolitan area. Metro. You did. Say, you said it right. First oh, time. I did. Anyway, uh, for seven days, <laughs> dude. Dong. Mother Nature, if she wants to open up a can of whoop ass and layeth the smack down on that candy ass, two references. Right <laughs> did in you a say row, layeth? Layeth the smack down <laughs> yeah. on your Rudy yes. Poo candy ass. Steve, you're happen. giving him reasons not to go. Let's slow down. What's that? You're giving him reasons not to go. Let's slow down. Oh, come on now. Yeah, My biggest go. reason to go is Steve. Why? <laughs> to feel better about yourself? Oh, biggest, or what? Is that a fat joke? <laughs> Steve, listen here. Let me let me give you a pep right, talk let's here. Let's hear it. Let's <laughs> breaking this shit down. Can I, Hold on. Let's, let's hear it. All right. Give me another beer. I need, a, I need another one okay. of them. Can I rip your ass on the podcast here? Let's hear another beer. Yeah, I'm going to need it because I'm going to cry after it. Steve struggles to kill a white-tailed buck. Who bought the fucking pizza? Who bought the fucking <laughs> I, I hound him every fucking morning of November to go out in the woods. Man, this is your day. You can kill a buck today. I'm like that motivational guy that's all over social media. I don't even know his name. Do you do you wear your beanie just slightly off in the back of your head? Yeah, or I'm the like, front of your you head? can do it. What are you doing this time? You're sleeping. You yeah, have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I just hate Savage. that. Yeah. Yeah, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Steve flinched at his own mouth after he said that just like <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sitting here, and I'm Steve's like, yeah, I want to kill a, a mountain lion. And I'm like... Motherfucker, you you can't walk through the dark in the woods to get in a fifteen foot fucking tree stand that I gave you sticks for to kill a white tailed buck. You are not gonna hike after a howling fucking hound dog to kill a mountain lion that could turn around and scratch your face off. I'm just saying I'm You don't know me. Look at me. This is me lighting a lighter. If everyone can see this video right now, I'm lighting a lighter a light of Steve uh, uh, light of Steve under Fart's ass. <laughs> what? What did you I, just under say? your candy ass? Light of fart under I said it backwards because I fucked it up the first light time. Light of Steve under Fart's ass. Light a fire <laughs> under Steve's ass that farts too much. That's the problem. Steve needs a fire lit under his ass at all times. Every what, day twenty four seven. And I'm go, that fire. If you go get it done with Jeremy uh, I will get my life together. How's that sound? So you, now you won't like get you won't get your life together uh, if you get if you kill a bull elk, a respectable bull elk. No, a bull elk because what do you, yeah. What do you consider respectable, Steve? Just a bull elk, a bigger <laughs> one that you shot. <laughs> yeah, a bigger one that I'm gonna shoot. You go out and do that. I'll get my life together. Hundred percent promise. Sounds like a deal. All right, that is a deal, Jeremy. Don't screw this up because I need to get my shit together. 
And it's That's all dependent on Kurt's elk hunt. Thanks for the added pressure. Hey, you like that? Are you thinking Colorado was a mistake now? Yeah, let's just cancel this whole deal. I don't want to be part of that. Steve. <laughs> Kurt, yeah, back out now because <laughs> thanks for fucking shit up for me. Steve. I put so much pressure on it, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe Colorado sucks." <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> hang out with you, Kurt. That's all I wanted. But the thing is, like, the whole takeaway of this is it doesn't matter, like, really, if I shoot anything or not. Yeah, of it. course I want to. But it's like the learning experience. It's the hard learning curve of bow hunting is where this applies to a different species. Like, right? I, I feel like me, my learning curve for a whitetail was super steep, and and once you get it, you kind of got a grasp of it, but you never re- really actually do. And I feel like it's the same way for every species. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm expecting a hard steep climb to learn how to to kill an elk, and I feel maybe I will kill one. But then, even if I level out, that learning curve is never... You're never on the on the tail end on the bottom of the other side to where you have it down. Because yeah. right. otherwise it wouldn't be hunting. It's just killing at the point if you just, you're peaked all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it, you're definitely going to learn a lot, but you, you're always going to be learning every time you go. What is... Uh, so, we've kind of covered some Western hunting without getting, like... This would be a five-hour-long podcast if we covered every specific of every state. So, But I feel like we've covered like the generalization to get this Midwestern listening group into the right groove of like wanting to apply for Western hunting tags. And to light a fire under their ass. Light a fire under their ass. You, you motherfuckers, you got to apply to hunt. And I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm, I'm trying to be a part of this, like light a fire under my ass as well. Um where is it going with this? But it's just one of those things like you had to like step forward and do it. And that's where last year, like maybe it was a baby step for Utah, but I made the baby step and I'm trying to stay on top of it because every year, year after year, I'm like, I'm going to apply for a point and, and didn't do it. And then I'm like, shit, next year I'll apply for a point. And then it's like, well, if I don't ever apply for points, then 10 years from now when I'm 40, I'm going to be it's like, be too late. yeah, it's going to be too late. Oh, man, I wish I would have had 15 points built up in Utah where I could go kill a 200-inch mealy. Right. You know, if you're 60, it's too late to do that okay, stuff. Okay, I got a question, right. though. So, like, how I was saying earlier how I was going to apply for Wyoming, and, like, there's so many questions and all this bullshit that I just exit out of it. Like, could I fuck that up in a way? Like, just totally screw it over? Like, not apply for your point correctly? Right. Um... I don't. I don't believe so. Um, I mean, if you're if you're to the point where you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, I would pick up the phone and call somebody because you can call. You can. I'm sure they can walk you right through their website on the phone how to do that. You know, they know how to work it. So that's what I would do. If you're to the point where you just exit out, and say fuck it, pick up the phone and call someone from the state and. Well, and that's what I did. You know, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what these questions mean or what anything. So I just exit out of it. Right. <laughs> See, that sucks that it's that difficult. Right. It's it, it's so easy to to not to not do it. You can hit the X button, or you know, when it actually comes time to go, you just don't. You come up with all sorts of excuses not to go. I don't have the money, or I don't don't have the time. But the first, the hardest thing to do is just go do the damn thing. Right. Right. And that's the thing, man. Like I'm. When I talk about this hunt that we're going to do is I'm mentally mentally encouraging and forcing myself to do this by verbally committing myself, if that makes sense. Right. And and me even saying that is a very scary thought for me. And 
and I don't know if people can relate. There's a lot of, of our listeners that are probably like, oh, man, you puss, like, pull it together. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of listeners kind of get where I'm coming from to where I'll be, uh, Jeremy, I'll be completely honest. I'm, I'm scared, dude. I am scared. And it, it's a big jump for someone that's always dreamed about it to actually, this is the first, this is like the pop of the cherry to chase the dream. You know yeah, what I'm be saying? Be about it and said, don't dream about it. Be about it. It is though. It really is. And, and I know that Jeremy, that might be a hard thing for you to kind of grasp because you've, you've grown up in that realm of being around elk mule all, all the all the critters that we always dream about hunting you know what i mean right. so yep. it's a it's a it's kind of a deep thing for one of us from the midwest that are so just all we have is white we, there's turkey but it's a fucking bird it, it you know <laughs> white tails you know that's what we we live no, in white tails is a but it's crazy that like <laughs> he has something to offer us, but we have nothing to offer him because he has that already. It makes me feel guilty. Right, right, right. I'm not right. worried. I'm, not, I'm so not worried about that. Which just says a lot about you. But I mean, do you do you get where I'm coming from? Kind of like yeah, it's, I, I, it's it's hard to understand it because, like you said, I have mule deer, antelope, elk, whitetail right out my door. But I, you know, I can totally understand that. It's no different than if I was going to go on you know some other hunt that I, I don't have around here moose or uh, mountain goat something you know right it, it's uh it's crazy and I, I feel like maybe a lot of listeners will get what i'm saying there but yeah there's a lot that have gone on elk hunts that are like dude you just got to do it once and you have to oh yeah and, like and i imagine that's how everyone is that went on an elk hunt already or it's been there they're like oh yeah don't worry about it it's no big deal. breathe easy bro you're yeah. fine yeah, you're fine all right, right. It's like and the and feeling before a roller coaster. Or the first time you fly, you're like, I don't know what the fuck to expect. But then <laughs> once you're there for a couple minutes, you're like, oh, this is, this cool. is, this is easy. Well, yeah. I would imagine, like Jeremy said, like he's st- spotting stalks mule deer all the time. And then he'd come here and we, you put him in a stand. Like it'd be so different for him. Like, this blows. Right. Yeah, like, what am I doing here? Basically, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think a lot of it comes down to there was someone when you were doing the, the pre ATA podcast, someone had asked asked about budgeting for it but it seems like it's something that's going to be super expensive to do but there's ways around it because if you're gonna if you if you look online and you know watch the tv shows they got all this expensive gear but as far as going in september to colorado for an elk hunt you you, what you got for whitetail hunting is gonna gonna work for you so what i would do as far as not wanting to spend a lot of money is don't worry so much about gear boots is something you definitely need to look into because that's the first thing that's going to cancel your hunt is your feet wearing out yep but that's the thing we talked about too man i'm like what boots do you recommend i'm not wearing rubber knee-high boots i'm getting lace-ups get a nice pair of shoeberoos shoeberoos the shoelace express i mean the and then you gotta you gotta think about having a shelter and all that stuff but the way we're going kurt is we're going to sleep in the truck, sleep by the truck. It's going to be super, super cheap. So as far as budgeting, there's ways around it. You don't, you buy the tag, you buy the gas, you pre-plan your meals on the way there. You sleep in your truck on the way there. Don't go to hotels. See, can, I love can, that shit. It can I be as cheap as shit. you want it to be. Do you want to sleep in the back of your S10? Fuck yes. Oh my God. I, sleep in the it's back got of a Betty. topper on it. I mean, that's like a the hotel topper doesn't wheels. fit your truck. I'll have a topper on my truck, Jeremy, and I will have some whiskeys, and I'll have a mobile recorder, and we will hit up some podcasts. So you need a topper like on it. that truck. 
I like it. I'll, I'll have a topper. I got sure. one you can borrow. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if it'll fit. Yeah, it won't dude, fit. some bitch is going to be like two feet too short. Some C-clans for you. It's like, oh shit, hey, oh, dude, yes. put a tarp over the the back half of that. Yeah, that'd be all right. No, I mean, it, it's it's going to be fun. man. I'm That's the, the suck of it is what I'm looking forward to. Right. And it, it will suck, cause, <laughs> especially if you shoot one. I think, the, I think the worst thing, Kerr, that sucks is you got to get your ass into shape. And then the rest of it will be a breeze. But that's that's a good thing, man, because I'm due to get in shape. Like I am, too. It's it's one of those we things. We all are. Eric, oh, yeah. Eric wears a medium T-shirt that says what kind of man he is, and he's about to fit his way right into a large. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting my way there. Dude, I'm 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 a large yeah, T-shirt, but I need to like really start thinking about when I shoot my bow, I stick my gut out for, for, stabili- like, <laughs> for a stabilizer. And Steve took a video of me at ATA of me shooting the Techno Hunt, and I couldn't even look at it. I'm like, goo, time to lose some weight for elk hunting. Dude, you kid me? Every time I look at my personal videos, they're only, ugh. Yeah, but the farther your stomach sits out, the more stabilization you have. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not going to lie. what I'm saying? I stick my stomach out. I could weigh 135 pounds, and I'll stick my stomach out to me and look like a 180-inch, 180-pound <laughs> dude. Like, that's just the way I shoot, you know? it's it's. I stick my stomach out. It... it that's the way I breathe in and hold my anchor, and I just, I don't know why. it's comf- It helps me. It helps me. I don't know. It's the way I do it. But it's. I, I don't think Steve's fat. I think he's just short for his weight. Jesus. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best compliment Steve's yes, ever gotten. I'm just showing. Oh, my God. That's. <laughs> Steve's that blushing. I'm just short for my weight. Oh, God. That's You've never heard that before, have you? No, I've never. No, literally never, never. heard that before. Because I look at, like. <laughs> I look at like how and Steve so, has heard everything before. This like, like, short for his weight. That's so perfect. It's hilarious because I look at like how Samoa Joe's built, and I'm like, dude, if I was like three inches taller, I'd fit into my weight. <laughs> like, Rich, I, I think about that all the time. I've never heard that. That's what short. we all think too. You're short for your weight. That's fucking. <laughs> we rip on Steve, man, but like, oh, you, dude, that shit is hilarious. You work your weight good, man. I mean, I, I work everything good. You as do. He, as he's slamming a bush light. Out of a fish koozie. <laughs> Jeremy, what else, man? What have we not covered? I just about knocked my mic over. What What have we not covered, man? What needs What needs touched on? I'm not sure. I think we did pretty good. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we covered a lot. I think a lot of the Midwestern listeners are going to, or any Eastern listeners are going to kind of, me, I hope this kind of gets a little bit of confidence in them. It, it might right. suck for you. It might suck for the point system. Everyone <laughs> kind of like getting pumped up to apply. But, I mean, it's a good thing though. It's oh, yeah. generating revenue ac- across different states, and it's an it, honestly, it's an overall economy booster when more people apply for right. points and all this stuff. Um, but it's. I don't know. It, it seems so distant, but you just got to get familiar, and then, it, and then right. it won't be so distant. And if that's something that scares you away or makes you nervous, just go do an over-the-counter hunt. Like what we're doing, man. It's yeah, uh, you, It doesn't get that much more simple than that. Or just call Jeremy. Yeah, call me. <laughs> what states that you know of do over-the-counter besides Colorado? Um, Idaho. I believe does over the counter. Illinois, C- certain units. Illinois, yeah. Um, like I said, South Dakota is not considered over the counter, but it's a guaranteed tag. You still have to apply. I feel like our website here in South Dakota is pretty simple, but I also grew up with it. So, um, yeah, that 
that's pretty much the states I know of. Um, Wyoming, they don't have over-the-counter. They have the general tag, which is easier to get than the trophy units. Um, but you're going to have to have at least one or two points for most of those, as far as I know. Because we, you and I were thinking about going there. Yeah, yep. Well, um, man, and then what's up with North Dakota? I don't know anything about North Dakota. <laughs> it's like North and South Korea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they got missiles and some crazy dude who uh, hangs out with Dennis Rodman up there. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on with that shit. <laughs> some of a bitch Bill Clinton gave them missiles, too. True fact, uh, Bill Clinton gave North Korea missiles, just in case. Wyoming, out there. Wyoming, does, Wyoming has a special draw that... Um, you can you can enter into the special draw and your odds are better, but you're paying thousand bucks. It's like double double what the the regular draw is, so it's not really even worth it to me. Jeremy, was it Montana or Wyoming we originally planned on, and then we had thought about it a little more, and we were like, "Now nah, fuck that," because remember, <laughs> remember, you, that. remember you asked me like, uh, "Was it Montana?" Remember that? Uh, what was Wyoming? Okay, yeah, it was Wyoming. You're like. If you go to the western side, there's more grizzlies but less hunters. Is that right? right. And, yep. if, and if you go to the eastern side, there's less grizzlies but more hunt. Did I say that right? Less grizzlies but more hunters. There um, it depends on how far you go east. Yeah, there is. There's supposed to be no grizzlies the farther east you go because we don't have them here. But I'd be going um, for grizzlies. I had a, one of the videos I just we just posted on the YouTube this year was one of my buddies. Uh, he went. He went to Wyoming archery elk hunting in grizzly country, and uh, he had a pretty good time. Didn't see a whole lot of hunters. Did he encounter any grizzlies, or how that? He all didn't ever out? see any. He just saw tracks. And the cool thing about Wyoming is, if you um, you basically get the general tag, and then you buy the archery stamp, so you can hunt the archery season. Well, if you don't fill your archery tag, you can come back in October and hunt with a rifle. Oh no, shit! So yep. that's the thing we talked about. You're like, you know. Do you want to go where there's more grizzlies, less hunters? I'm like, I'd rather go. Me not knowing shit or never been scared by a grizzly, like, of course I want to go where there's less hunters, which right. sounds more baller to me to go out and like. Right. Nah, I'd do that too. Is that something that, like, you be having experience, maybe living out that way? Is that like, oh, man, dealing with grizzlies sucks? Um. Well, we don't have the grizzlies here, so <laughs> I, I can't say much about that. I would do it. Have you ever I'm, been face to face with the Grizz, or have you ever been close to a Grizzly? No, I've I've seen them, but you know that was at like Yellowstone National Park. I've never seen one out in the wild hiking. I don't really want. to. I mean, I, I'd like to, but <laughs> not face to face. Right. But I mean, how often do you hear about people getting mauled by Grizzlies? It's really not. Right. It's in not the, that in the lower in the lower. Um, Kurt wants right. it to happen. I, that's a joke. Yeah, they, they, and I know you've heard that. <laughs> well, we before. did talk. Our buddy Scott Bakken from HHA. Oh, he was shit, in Alaska, yeah. and he about got full blown. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game up there. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's different than the lower forty eight. Yeah, it was funny when when he was talking about that. Like, well, uh, don't give away. Oh the yeah, details. we'll hear that. Yeah, but like Mark basically like, asking he, him questions. He, he about like, got killed by a grizzly. Like, yeah, close. He's like, you hear them teeth chattering. It's like, yeah, oh, shit. if you chomp. want that story to happen, Kurt, we can try in Colorado. They got black bears. Let's do it. Do you ever choke one out? Choke one out for me uh, for my no, birthday. No, you need to get your Bowie knife. I just want to get mauled a little and then kick one off. 
<laughs> you just mauled a little. Just a couple <laughs> little nibbles. Just like all right, a all right, that's enough. tending that's enough. bites. <laughs> like, my, like my cat just leaves a little bite mark. I'm like, you're done. You're done. Tending nibbles. Well, I'd say tending <laughs> nibbles. That's like a tending <laughs> grunt. No means no. <laughs> tending no nibbles. means no. It's like you're really neat, but I respect your distance. Hashtag me too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Come that. on, dude. <laughs> For the <laughs> feminists here that listen. No <laughs> bully. <laughs> anyway, you went, there. you went there. Jeremy, dude, thank you so much for doing this podcast, man. No, thank you guys. I, uh, I, we knew we were going to do this podcast through us texting back and forth and and chatting, and it was going to happen eventually. But you know, I appreciate all your information, all your knowledge, your experience, and uh, bringing it to the table for our listeners to uh, hear it. And uh, th- that does mean a lot, man, that you're willing to share that. That, that says a lot. Um, I hope it helped a little bit. No, man, it, it did. It definitely did. And, and all the listeners out there, check out Buckstorm on YouTube. If you're interested at all in checking out with the Western style of hunting. This uh, at least gives you, I mean, whatever information you didn't get, at least now you know that's like, okay, now I have to do my research. Because with the states that you're close to, even like when you said like up north, they're like you have no idea the state just north of you. Right, that yep. should give you guys, uh, you know, a kick in the ass to be like, uh, I need to get on my shit, you know, and figure <laughs> out. Well, it's it's just not that only, but it's yeah, get on your shit. But it's time to plan yeah, start for the somewhere. future. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I'm saying. you gotta. You know, if you want to kill stuff. a bull and you're looking like I want to kill an elk someday, well, if you want to kill one in the next ten years, start putting in for points somewhere where you can draw five mm-hmm. preference points or put in for five preference points and then draw a good tag mm-hmm. to where you can kill a good bull. Right. Right. Or do an over the counter unit like what we're doing. Get the experience, build your points in the meantime, and then actually chase after that. That's how it is done. There's no other way to do it. Unless you have someone that you know personally that's like, I'm taking you an outfitter in New Mexico, you draw your don't, and I'm going to put you on an elk. Yeah. But for the average working class person, this is how you have to do it. Yep. And I've done the outfitting thing, and I'll never do it again. And that says a lot, man. That's a... that's. That's scary, actually. That, that scary. yeah, it's more scary. Than it, it and I, I, there's good ones out there, but it just so happened the one I think we ended up going with. It was a bad experience. That's a whole another podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, hey, we're definitely going to do more. I know in September we're going to do several um, of me crying on a mountain. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what else? What else could you add? I mean, did we miss anything? Is there anything you want to tell people where to find you? Anything like that, man? That we can cover. No, just uh, go check out the YouTube page and the Instagram and see what we got out there. There's going to be more coming, so look for that. It'll probably slow down a little bit in the summer, but um, we're just going to keep on trucking on the YouTube. That's right, man. What, you know, of course, send us any links you got. We'll we'll promote them. We'll put them up on our stuff. And, and you know, after people have listened to this episode and, you know, learned what, what you know, I feel like, you know, check out the Buckstorm YouTube page. It'll be worth it. You can kind of get a grasp of what they do and, and how real they film stuff. And and uh, it's not overly edited to where it's like you're disgusted with advertisement and this isn't real. Like, you get the grasp. Like, this is what it would be like if I went on this meal deer hunt and was able to stock up in this situation and mm. this terrain. So it, it's a relatable feel for sure. But uh, Right. Certainly uh, not. Not the. You know, it's not cinematic or anything. It's, it's. Uh, which is refreshing in a good way. It's a good thing. Right. 
Right. Ridley Scott did not direct this, is what he's saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did, and that, that, that tells you exactly how it is. <laughs> Steve, you got anything to add? Uh, no, dude, this is, uh, well, I, I say no, and then I go into something. So, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for coming on. Um, this is kind of eye-opening, man. I was excited about this episode because I, I'm i always like, oh, man, I'd love to research into that shit. But I'm like, I, I have no idea where to even start. So I'm glad you came on, gave a lot of our listeners uh, at least an idea, you know, to, to start building the game plan. So thank you for all the information that you provided. And uh, uh, the Steelers suck, so uh, <laughs> fuck you. How's that sound? <laughs> Doug, right around oh. the studio table. Uh, no, just thanks for your time, Jeremy. It was good to learn some stuff finally instead of just falling in a rabbit hole looking at big deer going, oh, that'd be cool to do. And then that's all they do. <laughs> Eric? Well, yeah, I just want to say thanks, man. It kind of lights a fire in a, under all of our assets to get out there and actually do it and start applying for points and looking forward to it. Jeremy, it's all you, man. What you got? I'd just like to thank you guys for letting me on the podcast. I've listened to it for a long time. It's kind of cool to, to be on here listening to you guys talk live. You are more of a star than we are. Yeah, well, shit, the amount of money that you paid when the check actually cleared, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll let them on. So, shit, <laughs> we had to. We're Don't obligated. Don't drop that check. I got twins coming. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we ca- I cashed that the minute. I went to a check cashing place and check cashed that, some bitch. It Lost like through, 7%. It huh? <laughs> went through, huh? He says. <laughs> no, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. I'll have to get uh, get Travis on here with you, talk about the mountain yeah. lion hunt, and we'll share that yeah, video for sure. sure. Um, but now, dude, thank you so much. Stay on the phone when we end this episode. But I think what I want to do, I'm going to end it here, and I want you – got to give one shout-out quick. Doug reminded me to What It Do Archery with Michael Pitts. Oh, and oh, and oh, I feel shit. bad that we're doing it this at the end. We'll do it at the beginning of the next podcast. Michael Pitts sent us uh, from Realtree, sent us some uh, awesome shirts and some awesome stickers. So shout out to What It Do Archery. But Jeremy, what I want to do, since you already gave your closing and I gave my closing, I want you to give us a go shoot your bow and I'll just close it out at that. How's that? Sounds good. Hit it. Go shoot your bow. Who did? think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky pursuing wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment